0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is, that you Inky Savages are joining us for episode number 159, right? 159, I can't believe we're at 159, of the Penboy of Boy the Pentertainment Podcast. Thanks for joining us. So, I you know, busy week, so today is Wednesday, we're recording, hopefully I can upload it today. I apologize for anybody who is, you know, biting their nails waiting for the next episode. Don't get don't get used to, I don't want anybody getting used to episodes being bi weekly. I want to do this every week. But sometimes life gets in the way and we can't look I haven't even gotten a haircut yet. So
1: I haven't shaved yeah. in like eight hours.
0: <laughs> That's your five o'clock shadow.
1: That's my five o'clock shadow.
0: Right. right. So <laughs> so what is this that Bryce is asking me to have you talk about? The, so
1: Bryce uh, you know he doesn't. He sometimes he has new things to discuss with the sponsorship. Read other times you need to go back to the well, right? And in this case, this kind of blends in also with Goldspot at the same time because we're talking about the Bennu Talisman Sakura fountain pen, which was a release that happened back in March. And it was very successful, went very, very quickly. It was actually only half of the shipment of pens, because with the talismans, we usually get 300 pieces. In this case, we had gotten 150 and thought, hey, you know, with the other editions not selling out like crazy quickly, that maybe by the time that the other 150 will come, that 150 will be done. However, people just gobbled these things up like crazy so it does look like it's sold out on the website it really i mean the first shipment sold out but we're still waiting on the other half of the Bennu talisman sakuras which is a beautiful pink and blue pen it's great for spring or early summer it's 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 just it's such a beautiful unique resin that only Bennu can make that has little holographic pieces of flowers that are in it that kind of look like sakura blossoms being carried off into the breeze. And it just is pearlescent, it's chatoyant, it's opulescent, it is It is really, really a cool pen um, that just defies the sense of imagination when you think about pretty sparkly pens. So, so it
0: was. it was that light blue and pink one. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was a gorgeous pen. I actually, I actually wanted one. You did. Hint. Yeah. Hint. 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 Hint.
1: Yeah. yeah. So those will be coming back. We hope. And the reason why it was delayed in the first place, the other half, is that Schmidt has nib delays in producing the adequate amount of nibs. So this may delay a lot of other Bennu items that you know will will be affected maybe in the next month or so. But we're expected to get them back in mid May. So, they'll be up on the goldspot.com website. Right now, you could sign up for an email notification on goldspot.com. When you look up Bennu Talisman Sakura, you could go sign up with your email address there so that you'll get notified exactly when they come back into stock. And of course, me being who I am, I will make a big stink out of it, let people know on social media and whatnot through Goldspot Pens, at Goldspot Pens on the socials. And I'm sure that Bryce will also mention something on the luxury brand side of things too.
0: So, how many worldwide 150
1: right so there was 150 to start with and then the other half the other 150 are coming in so
0: mm. so yeah. i have a question is it exclusive to gold spot
1: yes oh just like the the ice and snow and the royal flush and the shooting star that we did last year these are designs that we're concocting with benu for the talisman line
0: who designed the sakura
1: uh, I would say that is heavily a Kieran influenced item. She yeah, that was, doesn't surprise me. She was me. moving towards. She was like, because once once we figured out that Bennu could put a lot of those different shaped glitters, like we, I think this was what, this was back when they introduced one of the pens that had a different shape other than just like. A, like a little circle piece of glitter it's like oh you could put different shapes in there oh let's you know let's do flowers we'll do one that's like flowers and and it'll be like nice and pretty and purpley and and pink and blue and so it's like all right well let's do that so hmm. we worked on it you know had a couple of prototypes made and settled on the sakura so
0: that's that's awesome yeah that's cool Pen what designing is it or
1: come up with these ideas it's like one of the my favorite parts of the job for sure so yeah
0: what is what does the pen cost
1: oh geez uh it's around like 150 i just have to double check that here um let's give me one second
0: sure no so while he's while he's looking that up you guys can check the pen out on gold spot it'll say out of stock but you can buy other stuff while you're at gold spot but just do it through the affiliate link in the description below and make sure to use coupon code BETA B E T T A like the fish that I have in the background behind me use coupon code BETA for an additional savings on all products on the Gold Spot website with some stinky exclusions applying so
1: so the, so the talisman is 154 retail price but with Everything, you know, with the with the discount it comes down to one hundred and twenty three dollars and twenty cents. So
0: when you say with the discount, are you talking about just the standard twenty percent discount that retail that That's retailers about?
1: And then you could throw on that that beta, I believe. Yes. Yeah, you can
0: throw on coupon code beta to get it a little extra, which is great. So you're mm-hmm. you're really getting a lot of savings by listening to this podcast. So awesome. I
1: see people take advantage and I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: I, oh, are they? I I just th- I feel like since we're changing it every month, that's if people are behind episodes, no, they this, won't.
1: No, people are, people are hitting that, that coupon code hard. Every time that we change it, that's the one that ends up getting used. So.
0: I love it. And make sure you guys get your free sticker. Put down hashtag FireTom somewhere in the, the notes of your order, and you get yourself a free sticker. And then if you already have a sticker, give it to someone who doesn't listen to the podcast and get them you know, get them into the podcast and let's help spread the you to virus. You talk about. Yeah, you got friend. something to talk. Yeah. There, there you go. And finally, brlcoffeeco.com. Be sure to use coupon code ROY at checkout for additional savings on all products on the brlcoffeeco.com website. And try Kiss of Life, though I think Tom's favorite one is what, Chanel? I liked Chanel and Lovesick.
1: I like that one too. Love
0: Sick is also good. Yeah. All the coffees are really good. I just like the one that gives me the most jolt and bang for the buck in terms of caffeine. So that's why I go for the blondest roast that they have to offer. I love but not it. not the it, crackhead jitters. It, yeah, but it doesn't give you the crackhead jitters. It's just smooth and it's just awesome. So again, brlcoffeeco.com. Use coupon code Roy at checkout. And Goldspot, the affiliate link, you use coupon code BETA for an additional discount. And thanks to Bryce for not updating things on time and we have to wing things and I don't get to read it and make fun of his hastily written sponsorship reads. I I actually really enjoy doing that. When he writes stuff out, sometimes he'll he'll write the wrong word and I'll just read it as is and make Mm -hmm. fun of him. You guys gotta check out the Luxury Brand Instagram page. And also, I don't know, maybe Bryce's personal page because he just got a new fish He spent 50 bucks on a, like, tangerine-colored betta fish.
1: He actually sent me a picture of it. I finally got to see it. It looks like a sports mascot. It does. It's so colorful.
0: Really cool, colorful, unique-looking fish jumped out of the tank over the weekend.
1: No, really? (laughs) Yeah,
0: I shit you not, man. (laughs) But don't they – aren't
1: there, like, lids to these things? I don't know much about those. Yeah,
0: no, so so Monday morning he sends me a text – And he's like, the fish jumped out over the weekend. So he sent me a picture of the way his lid setup is. And the lid setup is, there's about maybe three quarters of a centimeter space for it to jump out of. And that's where it jumped out of. Yeah, I'm like, whoa.
1: Just please tell me that the fish is okay.
0: No, he jumped out of the tank and was out of the tank over the weekend. Yeah, it was such a beautiful fish. Yeah so so he was he was pretty heartbroken about it and he just so i i told him what you need to do is you need to take the air airline tubing for Mm -hmm. the from the air pump and slice it vertically and then put the sliced end on the edges of the top the glass top so that way there's no space Mm. yeah so it was too bad so he's i think he's going to get another fish in the meantime he has about 10 fish that he, uh, sorry, 10 shrimp, assorted different colored shrimp, because I told him shrimp are awesome in a tank, because I have 36 shrimp in the 20 long behind me, and he ordered them from Aquahuna, which is a really good place to get shrimp, but yeah, but thanks to Bryce for the sponsorship, Reed's not being on time and not giving me the joy of reading what he you write out, but... I want to get started with this week's episode of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. Thanks for joining us for episode number 159. But before we get started, I want to give you guys a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not scripted and therefore will contain potty mouth words, both from Tom and I, mostly from me. So be forewarned, you have been warned. Now, on to the podcast. The Penboy Roy, the Penboy Roy, Roy. Entertainment, Entertainment Podcast. savage. So
1: I need to know, this. You. could you take any of those shrimp out of your aquarium right now? Throw them on a skillet and eat them like a normal shrimp, or is are they a s- different type of shrimp that I'm thinking of?
0: Well, the shrimp in my tank is called Neocaridina. Okay, so that's their sciency fucking name, right? That, that means
1: is it is it the type of shrimp that you dip in a cocktail sauce or no, Your keto equivalent of cocktail, what, so- cocktail what sauce. What you
0: should know about Neocaridina shrimp is they grow to at most about an inch long, so. so... Not That's if they're satisfying. really like, no. So right now they're all about half an inch.
1: That's what they make popcorn <clears throat> shrimp out of, right? No, no, no.
0: Okay. And I'm telling you, ordering shrimp online, mm-hmm. it's the weirdest thing. Like, cause I'm used to ordering stuff online through Amazon, through pen vendors, gold spot, things like that. And mm-hmm. everything comes really neatly packaged. But I also see times where, you know, you'll send me a package from gold spot and the corner will be all banged up and it's like the USPS or UPS carrier. They don't give a shit. They just throw shit on to the shelf in the truck, and they actually I just Took a
1: I took a hammer to that package. Sometimes oh. I just need to, out of frustration, just hit the corner of a package with a hammer and send it out right. to you.
0: Right. So you might as well be mine. So I was very hesitant about purchasing shrimp online. I had never mm. purchased a fish online. I've mm. only ever purchased shrimp online, and. So far, no issues. So the first batch of shrimp that I bought was a mono shrimp. And that was on Amazon through Swimming Creatures. A very good seller. And when it came, it came in a box and there was like a dent in the corner. So I'm like, fuck, these shrimp are going to be in like shock and they're going to be traumatized. But when I opened up the fucking box, it's like a USPS box, right? And there's some sort of like... Like cottony insulin inside the box, it's like okay. I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. it's like fucking Kinda asbestos like or something. yeah, it's insulation, it's like asbestos mm-hmm. or something, you know, which is really healthy, so I carefully removed it, and inside all of that like cottony powdery ins- insulative material was like popcorn paper, right, but it's not just regular popcorn paper, it's like foil coated popcorn paper. Okay. and then they use packing tape to seal the popcorn paper like s- super insulated like i'm telling you people don't like these nuclear places they don't pack nuclear waste this insulated that's how insulated it was so okay. i had to like carefully use a razor blade cut open the tape for the the in the popcorn paper foil insulant and I open that up and then I pull out the fish bag and it's a fish bag, two fish bags, right? Like they double bag it basically. Okay. And the shrimp are inside and they were all alive and well. Hmm. So that was swimming creatures on Amazon. And I put the 14, Amano shrimp in my tank behind me. The tank light just shut off because I'm on a timer. It's on oh. a timer rather. And hmm. they they're doing well. Well, one died. And I think it might just be from water parameter changes or shock or something. But the next day, one was dead, but 13 are doing well. And then I went to Aquahuna and I bought eight yellow rice shrimp, which is the same species, Neocaridina. They're just yellow. And 10 red cherry shrimp. And they didn't pack it as well, but Aquarian Co-op, the supplier of, like, you know, plants and stuff that I buy for the tanks, they recommend them, so I I bought them. And the shrimp are all – no DOAs, no deceased shrimp yet. They're all swimming around, doing really well.
1: Cohabitating well, getting along with each other. Yeah. Undesirable elements coming there and messing up the ecosystem.
0: I'm surprised because, like, Beta's usually, like, hunt shrimp, but Mm -hmm. Dr. Evil's not doing that. I guess he's not so evil. And then I got – I ordered from Swimming Creatures on online on Amazon another 10 blue dream cherry shrimp or blue dream neocaridina and the place that this place Swimming Creatures on Amazon they say you're buying 10 they say they're going to include 12 but both times I bought from them, I got fourteen of each. Nice, they you yeah, a and, baker's dozen of shrimp. Yeah, but they and they do it just so, in, just in case one dies in in oh. you know transit and stuff, or two die in transit, just in case. I so, just
1: love, I like the aspect of like del- over delivering. Just a yeah, they certain
0: swimming yeah. creatures on Amazon. They certainly over deliver when it comes to shrimp. I. I don't know if they sell fish, but they definitely sell shrimp. And shrimp is a huge market now. Shrimp is really popular, and I can totally understand why. Did I I tell you
1: that, uh, like, actually breeding shrimp is pretty lucrative these days?
0: If you want to get into,
1: like, a little side business of breeding shrimp.
0: So I was actually, first of all, I'm the worst person to do any kind of logistics for selling something. That's why whenever we have (laughs) giveaways. You will
1: not be taking the time to fastidiously wrap the shrimp in many different layers and make sure that it is prepared for its journey. Yeah,
0: I'm so fucking stupid. I'll probably just put them in a paper towel and roll them up and then throw that in a box. (laughs) Right? No, but, but the swimming creatures, I haven't had any deaths. I haven't, they're all doing well. As a matter of fact, three of the blue shrimp that I have are, are super pregnant with eggs. So if I wanted to, if I wanted to breed them, what will probably happen is they'll lay the eggs in this you ha- see half the tank is coated in grass. That's actually java moss. They'll lay it in there. The babies will stay in there. And more than likely, the cardinal tetras or the beta will eat some of the babies. Mm-hmm. But Circle of life. Yeah, I may establish an aquarium for shrimp. But the thing mm-hmm. is, though, I, I, I'm just not interested in breeding shrimp and selling them. I mean, I know people mm-hmm. make a good amount of money as a side business doing that because they'll – have a 10 gallon tank with hundreds of shrimp in, in a matter of three months you can start with 20 and then end up with hundreds of shrimp and then you could sell it to your local fish store but i don't know how that goes like like if you owned a fish store and some guy just walked in with a bag of cherry shrimp and it's like hey you want to buy shrimp would i Listen, would you be I like
1: the shrimp man choice right. choice mm-hmm. shrimp you want you mm-hmm. want it mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, don't just, I just don't know how to do that. I don't know how to get into it, and I don't know if I have the energy or desire to do it. Mm-hmm. I just like to keep fish and shrimp because I like to keep fish and shrimp. So, yeah,
1: you are a fish keeper, not a fish giver away. Or seller, yeah. Or seller. And
0: I actually established... So do you remember behind me, I had a 10-gallon setup?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I upgraded that to a 20-long. That 10-gallon was sitting off to the side doing nothing, so I I actually... actually I had a five gallon also, and I set that up at my desk at work. And then everybody at work in the office is like, oh, I want a fish tank. I want a fish tank. So I'm like, all right, we'll set up an office fish tank. I have a 10 gallon. So I I just aquascaped a 10 gallon. I used driftwood, java moss. I created some trees. It looks really nice. I'll send you a picture. But now that's, I'm just waiting for that to go through the nitrogen cycle so I can safely add fish. But we don't know what we're going to add in it yet. Okay. But. Yeah, but in that tank, I have my Aquarian co-op sponge filter set up. Everything is running. And I, I have this stuff called Fishless Fuel by Fritz. And basically, it's pure ammonia. You drop it in the tank. So that way, it starts the nitrogen cycle. Because okay. the way the nitrogen cycle works is if you put a fish in there, you're sus- you're making it susceptible to death. Because what happens is you'll feed the fish. The fish will poop the poop excretes ammonia and that burns the gills of the fish and kills the fish it's highly toxic okay. now in order for that ammonia to not kill the fish a bacteria called nitrosomonas i think it's called or anyway it's a strain of bacteria it eats the ba- it eats the ammonia and the ammonia turns into something called nitrite which okay. is as harmful to fish because whereas the ammonia would burn the gills nitrite attaches to the hemoglobin and prevents oxygenation so they literally drown in the water so another bacteria nitrobacter i think it's called that consumes the nitrite and converts it to nitrate which Mm -hmm. is far less harmful to fish but that's why I load up my tanks with live plants because live plants literally consume nitrate. Yes. So that's called that's called the nitrogen cycle. So before I put any fish in there, I need to make sure there's zero ammonia, zero nitrite, and a little bit of nitrate. But in order hmm. to do that, there needs to be an ammonia source, and I don't want it to be a fish and his poop. I just add the fishless fuel, which is the ammonia, and I then see. that that kickstarts everything. So it takes a few weeks for that to go through the cycle. But once it goes through the cycle, it's safe to add fish without putting the fish in harm's way. Because my thing is, I know it's just a fish, but it's still a life that I'm responsible for. I don't want to cause its death. You never feel good.
1: But the, whole, the whole aspect of building an environment, of, of creating, of going through all this effort, is to give a fish its home. You know, right. is, is to take care of it. So you might as well do it the proper way and set yeah. it up so that they could live. Because if you cut corners, then you're just kind of defeating the purpose of having in right. the first place. And unless you're and that's that type of person that just loves to put things in a cage together and just like see it die or like fight yeah. each other to death, and in that and, case, there's. It's probably something wrong with you.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. But that. But sometimes people do that because they don't know any better, or because they go to a Petco and the person working there doesn't give a shit. But like the other day, and it irked me. And I saw this this lady with her child. The child picked out a fish, and and then the lady was buying a starter, like a one gallon tank kit. that comes with whatever you know and i'm like wait a minute you're buying the tank and the fish on the same day she's like yeah i'm like well do you have i mean do do you have other tanks she's like no and she's she's like oh but i'm buying the dechlorinator i'm like that's great but and i didn't want to be that guy that just like Random person, like you know, I don't want to be that guy at the gym that goes up to people. I know you didn't really
1: ask for a a, a tutorial on how to take care of a fish, but you are going to kill that fish, lady, and then you are going to have a very upset kid on your hand.
0: Well, and not just that, the fish is going to suffer. You know, I mean, that fish's blood is going to be on your hands. Yeah, and you know, it just—I felt bad for the fish because you know, the fish may survive the nitrogen cycle. It's only one fish; it may survive the nitrogen cycle but if it does it's experiencing excruciating harm during the nitrogen cycle and i i just i i think it would be, be i would have i told her i think it would be best if maybe you set up the tank and then do a little research or do a little research then buy a tank but she was just like oh no it'll be fine when i was you know when i was a kid we kept these fish in bowls and Change the water once every couple of weeks. I'm like, all right. I mean, what am I gonna do? I can't. I can only, as nicely as I can, say what I s- can say. I can't really make her do anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But unfortunately, and fortunately, betta fish are pretty hardy, so they'll survive the nitrogen cycle. Oftentimes, it's mm-hmm. just. Can you can you imagine if I put you in a room filled with ammonia gas? A little bit of it. You'll well, survive, I was going but... to.
1: I was going to get kind of make the analogy of like sitting in a bathtub of your own feces for days on end and not being able to change the water.
0: Yeah, that that's gross. But, yeah,
1: it's gonna. It's, but not always is it going to be terrible for you to actually live through that, but it'll probably irritate and give you all sorts of different things that are going on. Yeah, with your skin you'll
0: you'll survive, but you'll yeah. suffer too. But I yeah. I like to compare it to being in a room with with ammonia gas. Mm-hmm. Enough for it to cause harm but not enough for it to kill you, right? So like I think what it is for it to be immediately dangerous to life and safety is 300 parts per million. What if I put you in a room and I put in 100 parts per million? It won't kill you, but it'll fuck you up and you'll suffer. And I just uh, that's I mean obviously I didn't say any of this stuff to her. I was just saying maybe you should do research, maybe you should, you know, or I mean she didn't she didn't she wasn't going to I wasn't going to change your mind, you know? Well, so it is you what tried. it is. You I tried. tried. I tried. Yeah. But and it's now also... That we've, it's...
1: Uh, now that we've officially shaken off everybody starting this episode... <laughs> right. All right, Only the time. diehards are here. Only the diehards right. are here. Right. I have I have a story to tell.
0: Is it pen-related? Because oh, I'm yes, it is. not talking
1: about pens. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you remember the day that you came with Bryce and you guys were here at the, you guys were at Gold Spot and you were, we were doing the videos and whatnot that I had ordered a pen. I mean, not a pen. I ordered a nib. Remember, I was like, I have to order this nib.
0: Oh, I remember that while we were, like, a trying la- to talk, you were on your alarm
1: farm. I had set. I was just, like, I was ready. Yes. I was good to go. There was yes. a launch, there was a launch of this, I have actually right here, this, uh, this alchemy nib from the good blue which is a UK company. So this was a flex nib. Mm. So I have a story about this. Okay. Let's hear it. Because I had gotten it. It was one of those release type of things where it was like, Oh, this is a release drop. I think it quickly sold out or whatever. I don't know how quick, but I got one and I was eager to try it out. It looked a lot more flexible than the other titanium flex that I had used on my good blue. It's like R six fifteen or whatever the model number is fountain pen. It's, it's a nice aluminum pen that has a brass grip section and a an knurled section that connects with the rest of the aluminum barrel. It's a pretty nice pen all together. The, the thing was is that the titanium nib really wasn't all that flexible. Like it's a very stiff nib to begin with. So I was putting a of The titanium lot of pressure. nib, really? The titanium was very, very stiff and I could get it to flex and the ink flow was consistent. Mm. It just wasn't very flexible. It was more or less just kind of giving me more ink flow rather than actually spreading the tines. Mm, um, so it's kind of similar to like you know like a like how a Noodler's ahab would be or something like that really but
0: i did, what you know so Bach uses titanium to make 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 nibs, and mm-hmm. i've tried many of the Bach nibs that are made of titanium, and I find that they're very flexible. The only problem is titanium doesn't have the spring back that gold has, yeah. so what ends up happening with titanium is that you flex it if you take it too far, it stays too far mm hmm who made the titanium nib for the one that you said is was stiff? Uh,
1: it's, it's Supposedly it's from them directly because I don't know if they get them from anywhere else, but it's got a pretty unique imprint on it. And it's like a the slit is right down the middle too. I don't know if it's maybe made by another manufacturer and they just kind of do the engraving that's on it because uh, it says for the love of flex on it. Mm. Um, But that's kind of beside Mm. the point because I was buying this other alchemy nib to which there were some videos I had seen on their Instagram that made it look like the perfect wet noodle type flex nib, like the type that you would see with one of those zebra G nibs that super flex, you know, and if it's made out of stainless steel, it's not going to corrode, which is kind of like the ultimate, you know, combination of like functionality of the flex versus like. Not having to worry about having to swap the nibs out all the time, or have to okay. dipping it all the time. Okay. So I get the nib and I take it out, pa- and I'm recording everything because I'm like, I'm like, I want to. I'm kind of more about documenting things these days, and that's kind of like my own personal thing. It's not related to anything with my job, so I want to document it for myself and then be able to share my results. So I'm taking out everything, and I I, I take it out of the package. And I'm like. Man, this, this nib kind of looks a little gnarly, like the the cutouts on it. I, I'm I'm not gonna be able to show it on on this video here, and plus some people are listening too. Actually, that's not even the right nib. Um, but the but the the cutouts that were on there were really rough. What and do you mean the cutouts? Like, like the because there's like little side cutouts of the nib uh, where it comes in on the wing, and they were pretty rough. Like where there's actually a little bit of metal material, kind of like coming out of it that's not supposed to be so i kind of pick that are you talking
0: are you talking about like scallops on the side of the yeah. nib? like okay yeah so kind like of scallops... kind of like the edison flex nibs
1: right right a little bit more a little bit more accentuated than that so like they come in a lot more and a lot more you know so but they're but there was like some metal kind of flakes coming out of it and then also like the feed also kind of seemed like it was a little rough and jagger. And and I think it's because it's 3D printed or something to that nature because it's supposed to be made exactly for that nib. Um, But what ended up happening is I put ink in it and it's just not writing. Not Hmm. whatsoever. Like I could maybe if I flood the feed, I could get a couple of strokes with it, but then it just dies out. And I see the reason why. The nib and the feed, there's a gap. Right, like, so there's, there's a, there, too much of a gap. There's too much of a gap. The, the the ink is not getting all the way through to the tip. Okay, and I'm you know I, I I'm somewhat versed in being able to do some slight adjustments and things like that. So I'm trying to tinker around with it myself. I asked there I touch get in reach I get in touch with Good Blue on Instagram to DM them and say you know hey my nib's not really working out that well. Could you give me some advice? And they say, like, okay, well, maybe you could try, you know, kind of pressing it against the, the... This would be, like, my left hand would be, like, the nib, and, like, the feed would be here. And you kind of press it down on on the paper to kind of see if you could sandwich and get that feed to be fully pressing on the nib again. Right. Um, but try my best. That did not work out. Did so you try heat setting it? I tried heat setting it, too, and it just did... Nothing was seeming to get it to correspond with that and it was just also too is that that feed and nib were were kind of very loosely placed into the collar of the nib section so it just i could just easily just pluck the thing right out like it just almost kind of barely barely fit together Mm. so i just don't think it was a good fit i think that there was something that was slightly off about it manufacturing wise so i was like you know what i gave it my best shot i asked them about it I think it's time that we you know i i was like i was like i give up you know could you what can you do it's like we'll send you a replacement okay then weeks go by i'm like what's going on like what do you know it's it it, i've asked you a while back what's you know is there any update it's like oh it's sorry sorry i'll I'll get i'll get back to you I'll, i'll send you an answer what's going on by monday then like tuesday wednesday come And, you know, I'm starting to think to myself, it's like, I paid good money for this and it's already... What did you pay? It was like about 50 something pounds. Uh, So whatever that is in US dollars, maybe like 60, 70 bucks, maybe including the shipping. So you know, for a steel nib, it's pretty expensive, you know, Uh, but uh, given that I was paying for that uniqueness of the type of nib that it is, so I... Go and I, I, you know, I, I pushed them on it because I'm like, you know what? If I let this go on long enough, I'm not going to be able to get any sort of recourse if I need to like withdraw my funds from here from this transaction because I'm not getting much, you know, response from them. They're just kind of pushing me off or whatever. So I'm like, you know what? I, I if you're not going to do anything for me, I'm just going to end up doing a chargeback and then I'll just let people know what's going on so then i got a response from them was not very pleasant very rude i think and and i mean i'm in customer service so i know I, i you know i i feel that i gave them enough chance to make this right and then i was just like you know what that's it but so then they ended up giving me a refund but they gave me some a little bit of some some uh some of that curt attitude uh, right back at me. So
0: what was the um, response?
1: It was basically like, it was basically no, like re- you do, re- read oh, it, you want read me it. to read it?
0: Yeah. Read it. Cause, because your, your perspective and I'm not taking anything away from how you f- felt about what they said, but there might be something lost in translation or I might hear it and think, oh, they're, they're being dicks or they're, you know. That's not you know. I might I might just. I'd rather you just read the response. Let's see. Well, actually, I'd rather you read what you said to them, because you essentially threatened them. I'm on your side, but you you essentially told them that you're going to blast them on social media if they don't do the right thing. Oh no,
1: I didn't. I didn't go specifically that route. I just said I've been waiting without an answer since March 11th, and this was March what was uh, what was last thursday it was like the 30th or the 31st or something it was the, i think it was the 30th yeah uh so i've been waiting without answers since march 11th and i have the bad nib that i can't use i said you have until march 31st and then i'm issuing a charge back and others will know how this transaction turned out mm. so that's what i get wow i'm a person too I understand your frustration and apologize for the delay in radio silence on my part, but there's no need to issue ultimatums. And they gave me a refund on it. And as I said, for as for letting others know, that's your prerogative. We're a small company and didn't have the resources or interest in engaging on an on, in an online battle of he said, she said, so you're free to have at it uncontested.
0: So, well fuck them number one right and number two they could have just said that right like hey at some point instead of just ghosting you just be like hey listen we're you know we're a small company we got one guy handling all this so we're sorry for that you know what i mean but they didn't have to ghost you for like the last three weeks
1: that's that's that's, that's what i mean like i i mean it's one thing to 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 hide behind that and say oh you know small company whatever yeah if you have that mentality that's exactly where you're gonna stay is you're just gonna make that be an excuse i mean you can't these days because you're up against everybody you're up against people Mm -hmm. in another corner of the 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 world that is you know fighting for the same customer you are so Mm -hmm. you're not gonna you know like you're not gonna turn around tell me that you couldn't have just given me a little bit of an update or maybe That other time that I asked for an update and when you said you were going to give me an update on Monday, actually give me an update on Monday as opposed to letting me then try to get back in touch with you. And then getting more upset about it like that just there's there's continual lapse in. Right. So
0: it's not like they just missed to respond one email. Right. There was several, several. And that's what I'm saying, though, like if they said they're going to get back to you on Monday, that Monday, they could have just turned around and be like, "Hey, listen, we're swamped. We're a small company. We got yep. like one guy. I apologize. We are going to make this right. Can you just bear with us?" I, did, I didn't like-
1: feel. I didn't feel like there was going to be any light to that tunnel. Like that's where mm-hmm. that's where I was just at. I was like, I was like, I kind of feel like I'm being pulled along, and then hence the, "Hey, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put my boundary up here and just say if nothing's getting done by this time, which you could just say." okay, no problem. I'm sorry about that. I will get a shipment out to you, but it'll be coming out next week. And then it better yeah. sure as shit come that next week, because then that's then there's going to be problems. But, right.
0: Well, that's the thing. You had to draw the boundary because yeah. they weren't getting back to you. you right. Know? And remember I told you about that company? I forgot the name. Arch- 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 Arcticture? Yes. With so the, my, the light. Yeah. The, yeah. So, that, so I think they. you know, What you avoided was what happened to me, what happened to my wife, where they just kept stringing her along until there was no eligibility anymore for any recourse. And, you know, my wife was asked out really. I don't know if it happened to me, I wouldn't be as mad, but it happened to my wife. So I was just infuriated. But yeah, you have to draw the line and be like, hey, listen, it's it's you said you were going to get back to me on Monday. You didn't. I'm writing to you now because I want to hear what you have to say, and then they still don't get back to you. You have to draw a line. You have to draw a line. Had to. You know. And, and I
1: wasn't. I wasn't being. I didn't feel like I was being mean about it either. I was just like, you know mm-hmm. what, this is got. This has got to happen right now. Um, and then I ended up did post. I did post on Instagram my experience because I know a lot of people were looking forward to my thoughts on that nib. I was well, excited yeah. about it. Um, I had you know, I had teased that I was going to do like somewhat of a review or just give my thoughts about this because Mm. a lot of people are always looking for different flex nib options. And, um, you know, I've done the blue do I've, I've done that one and playing around with that for a little bit. Um, and then people know that I also enjoy flex nibs in general. So, um, you know, I wanted to give my feedback on this particular nib and I was hoping that I would get a nib that actually was a good piece that would actually work. But since I'm left with a nib that doesn't work and a refund, I just have all, that's all I have to go on. And I just feel like people need to know about that because then they might be questioning, oh, maybe I should be getting that one. You mm. know, Tom was interested in that. I wonder how it's working out, but it did not for me, so.
0: Right, I mean, listen, I don't think you were wrong. Would I have said it differently? I, maybe I, you know, the way you kind of said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to issue a charge back and I'm going to let people know about how this transaction went. I mean, I understand, I get it. I also see where they could have sounded like you were threatening to try to get them like canceled or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cause there's so many people that they don't know who you are. Yeah, maybe yeah I they kind of get uh, that
1: impression that they didn't know me from Adam. Yeah, yeah,
0: and 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 when I say they don't know who you are, I'm not saying oh they don't know that you're one of the bigger influencers in the pen world. I mean they don't know your personality. They don't know what you mean when you say something like I'm just going to issue a chargeback and let people know what how the transaction went. Me knowing you, I know that you're not saying you better do what I want or I'm gonna. Try to fuck you over. I know that's not what you're saying. I know you and I know you're saying, listen, this is all I have to go on. I'm going to just share my experience. You know what I mean? They could certainly take it as, oh, this guy is being a dick. He's threatening us. But, you know, at the same time, they deserve it. Like, you, you know, if you gave them chances and you're trying to make things right and you haven't asked for a refund. You just told them that there's a problem. You asked for their help. Their help didn't work. You're asking for a resolution. Mm-hmm. They said, I'm gonna get back to you. And then they ghost you after that. That's not That's not cool, man. That's yeah. not cool in, in in any customer service industry. I certainly wouldn't, wouldn't want that to happen to me. And it has happened to my wife. I'd be really pissed off too. So I do see where you came from. Like you, if you were mad when you wrote that, then, then fine you know great i
1: tried to emotionally distance myself from it because it, at the old at the end of the day it's just nib it's just really like it's yeah you know, i
0: get that but it's not it's not about the nib at this point you know yeah, what I mean? and
1: it's, really the the main thing was that by my by my issuing basically just a statement that th- it's just this is what's going to happen i need to set this boundary here because this transaction just is not working out um That it's just, that's what it was. It's just that, hey, you know, I'm just letting you know that this is where this is going if nothing happens by this day. Right. And there's no, it really wasn't any, I I still don't have like any, I don't have any malice towards them. I don't really care. I just, I just want to be done with it uh, one way or the other. Either get the nib that I wanted to get and be happy with it or get my money back. And then that way I am not ripped off. And right. then at the same time, I feel that there's a certain duty that I have that, you know, people need to know, like how my experience
0: was. Well, absolutely. Because people look to you before they spend money on stuff. They, mm-hmm. they look to you before they, especially when it comes to flex, because when it comes to flex, you're Mr. Flex. And if, if, if they're going to go and spend money on something and it turns out it's crap, like you might've circumvented you, or rather prevented dozens of people from spending 70, 60, $70 on something that they're going to hate. You know what I mean? And right. Right. I mean, it's the same thing. The reason gonna... why
1: you, you are incredibly honest with all of your reviews and mm-hmm. when you're talking about particular, you, you break it down to the nitty gritty where if, anything, you know, trips your alarm or you're just like, hey, th- there might be a problem here. It's like, you're going to be more than apt to share it with
0: yeah. everybody. Yeah. Well, and it's just because I've experienced too many times in my life where, <laughs> where I'll watch a review on a game and they'll be like, oh, this game is great and then I pick up the game and games are 60 bucks, 65 after tax and I'm like, oh man, this... I don't feel the excitement that that reviewer had for this game i don't feel the enjoyment like like i is something wrong with me i don't i don't know you know what i mean so a lot of times i'll do you know pen reviews and as much as i love the pen like for example this one here this is my ryan Crusack dragon pen legend Mm. 16 pen love this pen love it to death but what drives me crazy is and i sent it back to him to fix it for me and then he, he tried I think he actually made it worse the thread (laughs) assembly is separated from the barrel Mm -hmm. epoxied in it's not flush with the barrel and it drives me nuts but i sent it to him for that reason he knew what i was talking about he sent it back to me and it's the same if not worse but i still love the pen i love the pen Mm -hmm. it is an amazing pen that little
1: does your does your Ellie's uh tattoo one also have that too or
0: is it No, the Ellie's tattoo one is not like that. And listen, it would have been better if the Ellie's tattoo one was like that and all the pens were like that, then I could live mm. with it. But the fact that this one isn't mm. and he went to fix it but then it didn't get fixed. It's just the same if not worse. It it irks me. I'll tell people about it. But I will also tell them that I love this pen mm-hmm. because the scrimshaw on it is amazing. His art is stupid good. The cap is awesome. I love the way it writes. It's the Yovo number 6 size stainless steel nib, right? But that thing does annoy me. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can do about it because I'm not going to send it back to the guy because he was telling me how difficult it was to remove and then re it Ooh. just for me to have him do it again. And you know what it is? It, it is what it is. At this point, I can... I. I can't live with it, but I will because I love it. And also yeah. because my wife was with me in, what was it, 2021, the DC Pen Show. And she let you buy it. She not, she didn't just let me buy it. She bought she it gave, for me. Oh,
1: no. I thought she yeah. was just gave you permission to because you were just like. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, <laughs> our money is like <laughs> our money is our money. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, she gave me permission to buy it. She let me buy it. She bought it for me, all the same though, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, So as much as I love this pen, I'll tell you that that drives me crazy. It doesn't exist on my Ellie's pen; it exists on this one, and it completely and totally drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. I have to live with it because the the pen has sentimental value, uh because my wife was with me at the d c Pen show, looking super adorable, photo bombing pictures with me and my friends <laughs> and stuff. And I have a lot of fond memories, and the pen is attached to those fond memories. But absent those memories, this pen is 100% gorgeous. It's amazing, mm-hmm. except for that little separation between the thread assembly and the barrel. But it's not going to come apart. So I mean, functionally, it's 100% sound. But aesthetically, yeah. it's 99% sound. That one yes. percent makes a difference. It does. But it's it's important to talk about those things. Yes. And that is something that people may or may not care about. That little imperfection but what you experienced with what's this company called the good blue co the good blue co mm-hmm. completely and totally unacceptable at the moment they started ghosting you mm-hmm. right like if they were if they were going to work with you if they said oh we'll get back to you on monday they got back and they got back to you and like i was saying even in if they just said hey listen we need a little bit more time figuring stuff out we're a small company can you bear with us for another week or so yep i'm pretty sure you'd be like oh okay at least i'm not at least there will be a resolution i can live with that but not responding to you for 2 weeks 3 weeks and making you chase them to the yep. point where you're like all right this has to stop i'm not going to take this lying down how would i have said it i probably would have said it differently mm-hmm. you know what i mean I would have said – I would have been more passive-aggressive about it, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I would have said something like, yeah. I would have said something like, hey, I'm just trying to review this pen. Check out my channel. People have been looking forward to this review. I want to get the review out, but I don't want to review this because this just might be a fluke. So if you could make haste with sending me a replacement, I'd really appreciate it.
1: You know, that is very that – is, that is actually a really good approach because that – um you know, it it does it does give like a sense of urgency, and yet it's completely telling the truth because I mean that's yeah. what at least in, that's the situation from my perspective, you were in. Yeah, that's my my, my situation as well. Uh, mm-hmm. It does sound a lot nicer and less like abrupt. Yeah, so I think I, I but me being very like blunted to the point, yeah, might have come across a little too blunt and to the point
0: <laughs> yeah and the, the what i'm saying is they from their perspective there's a possibility that they thought that you were just being threatening because they don't mm-hmm. know you right? right and i'm not saying you were wrong i'm on your side if that's what you were doing fuck them then they deserved it you know what i'm saying i'm just i'm just saying that their response their their response to them is probably justified and their reaction to it might have been like, holy shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because your your email to them was short and to the point. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: I think it had, had to do with some, some of it had to do with this issue that I had probably a few weeks ago when I went to this new pizza place. And they said it was going to be 30 minutes. I show up there to pick up the pizza 30 minutes on the dot. I have a receipt that says when I paid for it. I'm sitting there in the restaurant, which is not really much of a restaurant, it's just there's the counter, there's like two six foot tables that Mm -hmm. people could eat food there. So I'm sitting there in the restaurant waiting and another hour transpires after that. And I get seeing people come in that i kid you not ordered food when they got there sat down ate it and then left while i'm still there and it's not like you have a a thousand customers i'm still just sitting there and you get doordash drivers coming in doordash drivers are pissed off because they're like we're not being paid to wait for food Like it has to be ready it's like i don't know what doordash is doing they're they're putting these ridiculous times on here we can't you know like they're saying half an hour we can't do that they they were a mess so eventually at that hour mark i was just like you know what it was it was like getting close to eight o'clock it's like my family's still waiting home i'm like texting them updates and stuff like that i just go to the front i'm like i give up i just want to be fun (laughs) because i was just like i was so tired i was so hungry Mm. And then they were like, oh, what did you, what did you order? I just, I, I had a regular pie and what they had a Detroit style pie. That was it. It was plain. It was just, there two pizzas. So they ended up basically stealing from, there's an expression, stealing Peter to pay Paul. Like they just took mm-hmm. two pizzas, rando, off the top of the pizza oven and just gave them to me. So I could just go, I'm like, why didn't this happen before? Like, I don't understand. Like they see me there, you know? Yeah, it's just, but uh, it's just yeah, that probably that probably has something to do with it. I think some of some of some was it? unconscious or subconscious sort of way just had something to do with it. It's getting me all well riled up right now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I totally
0: understand because like, you know, you get frustrated at those situations, you know, and frustration kind of is kind of like a, a piggy bank, right? You drop the coin in the coin being frustration, it stays there. And then it's still there when you experience something else that's similar, that that feeling of frustration is still existing. And it It still has an effect, you might not at the moment say, Oh, I'm frustrated because of the pizza. This is a pen company it's different. But it all accumulates it all, it all sneaks up and creeps up on you. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that's a, that's a very, what do you call it? The fact that you're connecting it and recognizing it is actually very Is being very self-aware yeah yeah so a lot of people they won't know because a lot of people it's like paintballs in a bucket you shoot paintballs into a bucket after a while the colors get all blended you can't identify separate colors you don't know what they are you just know that it's there and that's how i think anger works you shoot different colors into a bucket over time the anger kind of just continues to build up until it's just one mess and there's no way to decipher the different colors and identify what they are just like events in our lives little things piss us off right each little thing is a paintball in a bucket eventually it's all just a massive ball of anger and and then it gets overflowed and you don't know what this is it's just a mess of colors and they're not separated they're all just molded together and it just makes you feel disgusting yeah you know what i mean and i think that's what happened but you know you what's and...
1: fun is as i feel like talking about it it makes it feel silly and almost like insignificant and you know, it almost, it almost diffuses the, the frustration or the anger part of it. You know, it doesn't, it makes it like, kind of lose its power a little bit over you. I
0: I think that it's not that it makes it silly. I just think that what it's doing is it's connecting how you feel with the incident and it's enlightening you on why you're annoyed or pissed off about Mm -hmm. something unrelated so like it's labeling the anger and it's essentially reconstituting that paintball color into a solid single color that you can identify right and i think once you're able to do that it's no longer a mystery inside your brain and you can kind of now that you've solidified it into a single entity you can kind of say oh this is what happened it is what it is and move on from Mm -hmm. it right because because that's what it is like you have all these like pissed off feelings and you're angry and stuff and and then you don't talk about it. It's just colors melting in, in a bucket. But when you do talk about it, it's like organizing those colors. And then when you're organized, it's not confusing and unknown anymore. It's ac- acknowledgeable, it's recognizable. And that's what happens a lot of times. Like that's why that's why we do these podcasts because sometimes you talk about shit that pisses you off and then you realize that is why I'm feeling so angry. That's why I was so angry at the bank teller, even though he had nothing to do with the bus driver that told me to go k- kiss his ass, <laughs> right? But if you talk about it now, you know, and then you might even think, gee, that bus driver was a real asshole. <laughs> it's a good thing I don't take the bus very often. And then you know, you feel better about it. Yeah, and then you like that usually
1: cause... you're the you're the one that we've had some stories about before with. Uh... I think in particular with GameStop or I think it was the Torneau store. Yeah. There was that, there there was that, uh, occurrence there. Um, yeah, there, there's been some, some. Like stories with the customer service or things like the things that, you know, you, you could vent about. And, uh, and I just feel like it's, it's seldom where I. Even have like like that sort of thought comes to my mind because I don't really get mm. you know, I, I don't, yeah I don't I don't bring it to that level usually or I guess I don't know or maybe my bucket yeah, I go my bucket is differently shaped so it's like it doesn't quite accumulate the the paint I don't know in a different way.
0: Well, you know what it is also is you know that I talk a lot too, so. Like that Tornado situation, the GameStop situation, it doesn't piss me off anymore because I, I literally called you and yam- yammered about it for like an hour. Don't you remember? Like every time this shit happened to me, I'd be like, "Hey Tom, you know what just happened?" And I would talk about it, and I feel better mm. because I'm before those paint different paintball colors can melt into each other. Right. I identify them, and I you're, talk you're,
1: about. Them. You're releasing that pressure before it right. builds up. I,
0: right. I don't want it to sneak up on me in two months. So I'll identify it, I'll label it, and I'll move on from it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's just that like, you know, you have a bucket and it's like, first of all, we're, we're extremely different. Like I have, I have a lot of, I guess, of things that got me angry. I, I've done and, you know, dealt with things that left marks, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And sometimes. Every time you deal with something like that, it's not just one paintball shot into a bucket. Sometimes it's five, sometimes Mm -hmm. it's 10, sometimes it's 20. And then after a while, there's so many rounds going in, paintballs going into that bucket, you lose count and you stop trying to count. You give up, you're just like, fuck it, I can't count. It is what it is. Let me just empty this paintball gun into this bucket and then I'll worry about it later. Mm -hmm. And then you do that too many times, you know what I mean? I feel like your personality type, you're just definitely more organized than I am. Because, like you said, I have way more things that I rant and get pissed off about than you do. I think that's what it is, is just that you, every time you do shoot a ball into that paintball bucket, you acknowledge it. And. You identify it because most people they don't know that they're getting upset about something that happened before at the current moment like you Mm -hmm. were talking about you you think that it was the pizza situation that amplified the frustration with the pen situation right could be a lot of people don't think like like that way that's that's a lot of self-awareness that a lot of people don't have so i think that's a good thing because it's a good thing because i'll tell you why and it's a selfish reason I do a lot of things to annoy you but you never take out other things that you experienced on me which is why i love you so much you know what i mean (laughs) of all the things that i do that would possibly annoy you you're very patient and i can see why something that happened with your daughter or something at work or a pizza shop incident Mm -hmm. you would i i would do something and it would bring you back to that moment and you'd be pissed off at me more than you normally would be you know what i mean mm-hmm. i could see how that always connects it's like a it's like a it's like stickiness right when things happen it gets stuck to current situations even though the bad thing happened in the past mm-hmm. so i'm glad that you have that because you're a good friend and i, I think honestly i can be very demanding and annoying and but I don't, yeah. I
1: don't think i've ever been like upset or angry with you though
0: well, you had a dream one time that I brought a thirty-gallon fish tank yes, to your house, that, yeah. and you were pissed off at me about that. Yes. but I never actually did that. So, right, you know, it was only the dream. It was
1: only the dream version of you that that got yeah.
0: uh, the the lashing. Yeah. Right. What did you say to me in the dream?
1: I don't. I, you just bringing this up to me just made me remember it in the first place. So I completely forgot <laughs> about it. It's like yeah, I did have that dream. I didn't, right?
0: You told me that the day that I actually brought a 30-gallon tank to the Goldspot office, I think wasn't that the that's, same day?
1: I think that's what prompted it, though, because like, I think yeah. that, you know, and that, but in the dream, like, you brought it directly to my house. I'm like, what the hell am I <laughs> doing with this thing? I don't want yeah. it.
0: What did I do with that tank, that 30-gallon tank? Uh,
1: I think we, I think you ended up giving it to Frank.
0: Oh, yeah, and yeah. then he breeded some cichlids, African cichlids now he has a whole bunch of fish that he doesn't want don't you remember when you had him on the show he's like if you want some free fish just let me know <laughs> I think know. it's great though because he's the he's this I mean he was the owner of narwhal might not be anymore might might have I don't know I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I'm supposed to even talk about this.
1: Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I think it was announced that uh, there was being some changes being made where his partner was is going to be um, taking over all taking of Narwhal, taking over all of Narwhal, so he could pursue other pen projects. So, right, yeah, but Are that's something I think we'll get into. One? We could probably get into like later on. I think we'll we'll probably have either Sam or Frank on in in a future podcast
0: well let's have sam on because we never talked yeah. to sam we already talked to frank you know what i mean yeah he's he's I wanted had to have... his pass once that's it <laughs> yeah i want i wanted to have frank on at the during the whole twisby narwhal debacle mm-hmm. but i wasn't willing to do it unless we were able to have a representative from twisby mm-hmm. also talk and me knowing that would have been personality a personality right there Oh, I would have loved work, that. Right? I would have loved to have been been the referee on that one. But the thing is, I don't. I wasn't able to get anybody from Twisby to willingly be on the show. Mm-hmm. So if I wasn't going to have Twisby on, I wasn't willing to have Frank on. But if we're going to talk about unrelated stuff and his new endeavors, I'd be more than happy to have him on. Yeah. 100%. But he's got to stop fucking rubbing the microphone when he's holding it. Because he was. remember, he just kept rubbing the fucking microphone and it just kept making that well noise. that was
1: that was back so so now that we're doing it with this video setup uh, we can yeah. actually do it on separate computers but that was when we were just doing it audio only and i had to use the the one microphone right. between the both of us and then had to share earbuds so that we would be able to listen to the same thing going on so it was just very that's
0: right yeah yeah you know what the thing is i didn't even know podcasting software existed until we had kirk spear on <laughs> he was like, are you going to send me an email link? I'm like, w- what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, the podcasting email. I'm like, uh, yeah, man, I'll send that to you. And then I started looking it up furiously and I found it and I'm like, oh, I guess I'll just do this. You know, mm-hmm. it worked out really well.
1: Yeah, it's good because then we could have it, a video version on YouTube and yeah. And then it's easier to connect with people with, with guests around the world and then see yeah, what they 100%. look like, you know
0: yeah 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 i, I actually i actually want to redo some guests too let's you know redo I mean? it like yeah like i want to get ryan krusak on again and talk about what he's been doing that's new and well, just know that he ab-
1: he still may have troubles with his internet connection so
0: mm. that's right this fucking guy still uses what the up <laughs> oh 56k or some shit? action <laughs> yeah so I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I want to get Ryan Krusak back on. I want to get. I want to get some of the people that we interviewed back on, mm-hmm. and have discussions and stuff. You know who I want to get back on, but he won't come on. Who? The fucking chart pack guy, Gary Lang. Oh, Gary, about the Pelican yeah. Because when when we first talked about a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. was it a year and a half ago. That was that was when He's... I
1: decided to go on vacation, the water park. Yeah. And... And he had to said, tell you then you were like, I scheduled this interview with Gary Lang.
0: <laughs> yeah, he had said he was willing to be back on in six months to talk about the updates. Mm-hmm. So I contacted him about two or three times, and he's kind of ghosting me.
1: Yeah, still uh, with the new 800, that nearly nice looking green one that came out. Did mm-hmm. you see that one? That one, yes, I did. Retail eight eighty for US, right? Eight eighty, mm-hmm. and then
0: um, it was like twenty five cents in Europe. Yeah, it was basically
1: like a quarter in Europe.
0: <laughs> yeah, pricing might need to be restructured. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit. Different. So, what is it in Europe though? For real? I, I think
1: retail price in Europe is like I think it's around like the seven hundreds. It's like or
0: oh, so that's closer.
1: No, I'm just saying like it's that's the retail price. So then they're going to be discounting it on top of that.
0: Yeah, but seven hundred and something euros is close to eight eighty, though. That's, That's what not, I'm saying. No, euros yeah, is I think, definitely not
1: around there. Let's see. I'm going to so look it up. Look it up. What's, it, what's the name of the wanna, color again? Was it like some green? Green demo. That's it.
0: Yeah, but just because I don't want to fudge the numbers and get it wrong and make it look like that the gap is huge if it's not. Oh. Right. Let's so take a look. Very quickly. MSRP yeah. in the US, you said, is eight eighty. Mm-hmm. What is MSRP in Europe? okay
1: so so yeah msrp is 880 uh most domestic in best, us yes so like including a discount would probably be sold for around 704 us well,
0: well for, forget about the the retailer discount just talk msrp okay. so that we're sticking with one number
1: in germany for instance the rrp msrp whatever is 650 euros which ends up being 707 16 which then they would drop it after that
0: okay so 716 versus 880 mm-hmm. that's not as bad as it used to be like for example i remember the pelican m800 renaissance one the msrp in europe was 555 and the msrp in the us was like 850. Mm-hmm. you're talking about a hundred dollar difference here so that's improved that's yeah, much improved but from like what i used said before
1: be. it's like you're competing you're when you're competing for sales around the world it's it is a world game because a lot of these european dealers they have their websites are translatable to english even if they have it a different language or whatever but yeah you could they they will ship to the u.s free shipping uh express you know they'll have well, let me service. ask you on
0: top that 700 and s- Seventeen. What did you say? Seven. It translates to seven hundred and what?
1: Seven oh seven sixteen.
0: Oh, seven oh seven sixteen. So I'm, I'm not saying that there's not a disparity anymore. There certainly is, and that gap needs to be filled. I'm saying the gap has gotten smaller. Right. Is what I'm saying. You know what I mean. And I'm not trying to justify the seven hundred and seven dollars to eight hundred and eighty. I'm just saying that the gap used to be not a hundred dollars. It was several hundred dollars it's no longer 700 several hundred dollars what is it to is there like a vat you have to pay if you're buying out of europe
1: so right so once the vat is excluded the retail then drops to uh was it the rrp Was okay so with a retail about yeah so once the vat is excluded so if you're purchasing not if you were not purchasing within the eu you're purchasing from like a german dealer then the price drops to 504 dollars and i'm confused
0: well so what scenario are we talking about if you're not purchasing from so, the eu
1: so like so like the VAT only applies to if you're purchasing within the eu like if you're if you're getting it sh- shipped within the eu you have to pay the vat
0: but okay so what if you're purchase, buying it in in new york right ordering it from EU. you do now not have what? to pay the VAT. So, so then, so it's five hundred dollars. So then it's five hundred dollars. So then, so then it hasn't improved. No, because that difference is three hundred dollars. Yeah. So nothing has improved. So I was wrong then. Well, that's because you gave me bad information. I the, was it was the,
1: incomplete. So I it yes, was incomplete. Uh, my, my incomplete VAT. information. Incomplete but, but then, information. But then again, you didn't ask about VAT. So I am specifying with giving you the VAT details. Okay,
0: so. With the VAT, meaning if you're buying from Europe in Europe, is seven hundred and change. Right. If you're buying from the U.S. If you're bu- if you're in the U.S. buying from Europe, it's five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm.
1: But you may get end up hit hit with like a customs or duty thing, which
0: probably not. I I bought from European Igu- iguana iguana cell. Yeah, and there's it's just cheaper. Mm-hmm. So it's the pricing is still fucked up. Nothing has changed because that difference between 500 and 800 is exactly what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't have to pay a VAT because I'm buying – sitting in the US buying from Europe. I don't have to pay a VAT. Right. Right? Okay. So there's no improvement then. Fuck. That's
1: the point that we ch- keep trying to drive home, especially with a lot of these international brands that they think the way that things are – that they've been the same way that they've always been where, Oh, a customer's is going to walk into a shop. They're going to buy a fountain pen. They're going to see the price. They're going to be like, okay, that's the price. It's like that don't work that way anymore. First of all, people don't go walking into a store. They go looking for it online. Even if they did walk into a store, you don't think that they're going to look at the price and be like, Oh crap, that's a lot of money. Let me see if I can get it cheaper on Amazon. That's just, no, 100%. that's the first thing. That's, that's the train of thought that goes through these people's sure. minds. So it's like, if you're going to be able to buy the same exact product, comes from the same exact manufacturer, and you're going to be able to save yourself $200, $300 for it if you buy it overseas, people are going to do it.
0: That's just... You know what's nuts? Just knowing the internals of the business like I do, the price of what I can buy that pen for in 500 and change is the same price that, if not less than what... Goldspot spot would pay to put it in their shelves. Oh, it's
1: uh, yeah, it's it's pretty
0: close, <laughs> which is insane. So instead of buying from the distributor, you should just buy it directly from Europe. Yeah, just buy. You know what I mean? I was saying. I was thinking senior. to
1: myself, oh my god, would it be hilarious to just spite them by just buying up all of their stock? But then again, they, they, they would buy more from Pelican. You just keep buying them. <laughs> you just keep <laughs> stockpiling
0: them eventually you just until stock, you have you'd all you the Pelicans. Them. Yeah, you just stockpile them and then they won't sell because mm-hmm. why would I – I mean, why would I buy it from Gold Spot for $800 if I can get it from a European dealer? Mm-hmm. It's the exact same pen for $500. And then on top of that, Pack will service the pen regardless of where you buy it from. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. They got to stop doing that
1: yeah
0: right they originally had that
1: plan in place but i just did not work out they never executed it no they they i just think that they would have a tough time turning people away because then that would
0: ruin the reputation of the brand you know i think it's also i think it's also the fact that every time they service something, because they have deals with the manufacturer pelican if Mm -hmm. they service something they they get a kickback from pelican I don't so, know about that
1: but I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking that if you straight up refuse and say, "Oh, I I can't service this cuz this was purchased" and then they'd be like, "Oh, well, you know, I'm not going to buy Pelican pens ever ever again." And then they would feel mm-hmm. the pressure from that and being like, "Oh, well, you know, yeah. I guess we have to do something cuz if people are not going to buy Pelicans, then we're screwed either way." So, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I've heard from several people and it's not verified, but several people have told me that they also make money servicing pens regardless of where they came from oh really okay yeah so that's part of the reason why they won't turn away Mm. european purchased pens in the u.s they'll just service them no matter what and they need to stop that if that's true because in doing that they're just harming their own retailers here in the u.s Yeah. Yeah. a couple things i wish I
1: i really love pelican and i just wish i'll just end on this is that i wish that they would make more colors available i wish they would do all, not quite as aggressive as Estherbrook, but like at least like a new 800 or 600 every quarter that would be awesome uh, esterbrook
0: uh, yeah i agree with you with the pelican and esterbrook is they're 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 like on speed like i'm telling you right now skittles is like what the fuck there's another company that has more colors than us and flavors like shit yeah Estherbrook, they're they, they 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 pump out colors it's almost to the point where I feel like it's if if it's too like do you remember Image Comics back in the day? Yes. Every every main character had a spin-off character mm-hmm. and every spin-off character had another spin-off. So there was just like too many titles until the point where it got, became diluted. Right. You know what I mean? And it just became too many to the point where people can't keep up. Mm-hmm. Which is too bad because they Estherbrook, the guys at Ashbrook, they pick good colors. Right? Yeah. And what are they going to do? Just they pick a great color and then not use it? I mean, I don't blame me. And then also but... at the
1: same time, the, the color comes in two different trims. So it's a gold and a silver trim. And mm-hmm. then it comes in the oversized and the regular size. And then it comes mm-hmm. in now with all the specialty nibs. It comes in like, I don't know, like eight different nibs for each yeah. model. And you're, so you're talking like at least 40 different SKUs. So it's like, how are you yeah. supposed to like keep that available so that you know anybody's like, oh, you know, I really wanted the regular size in the silver trim, but with one of those specialty nibs. This, the Gina I feel I feel like nib. if
0: you just if you just don't pay attention a little bit, you lose track of how many models and styles that yeah. they have. I have a hard and time And then it's just track and I work and in the, yeah, and the you're industry. dealing. I, I just <laughs> I just feel like it's like at that point you're just going to be like, all right, that's a cool brand. I'll, I'll look at it when I have time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just or you, so, you just hit with
1: know. a wall of selection. and You just become paralyzed by the over. Yeah, and you're just like, oh,
0: this is this is just too many. You know. Mm-hmm. So and then you also think, oh, it'll always be available because they got so many. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like the negative connotation that apply comes with it too if it's that mass produced how good can quality be mm. you know what i mean like there's always that thought that doesn't apply to esterbrook though because they have good quality stuff
1: mm-hmm.
0: i'm just saying if someone doesn't know any better they could have that thought because that's actually what somebody had said to me about esterbrook and i talked oh, them i talked okay. them down from that ledge but they were like yeah they have so many they just put out so many colors it's like how good is They're the just quality
1: pumping these things out without uh, yeah like, so you abandon. know
0: you know, and I told I told them I'm like, listen, Estherbrook is is uh, it's not an it's not an Edison, mm-hmm. but it's it's a very good pen. And then I had to let them use mine, which I don't like doing, mm-hmm. to convince them. So, oh, you 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 went yeah. there,
1: you went there, and you did, yeah,
0: it. yeah. I, I had to let it. him touch my pen. You know, <laughs> I and the moment I was looking, I the moment I handed him the pen and he was writing with it, and I didn't know his level of. I mean, he knows about fountain pens, so he must be good. But at that moment, I hated him so much. I'm like, if you fuck that pen up, I'm going to myrtleize you. I'm going to shove my fist down your throat and pull out your insides. I was getting so like, and then he's like, oh, yeah, it is nice. Wow. I like the weight that I have, feel, and blah, blah, blah. You know? It's like, and why then... is the nib not writing anymore? Yeah. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> the same reason you're not breathing anymore. Anyway, I. Anyway, I don't let people use my pens very often, but you mm-hmm. know, when I do it's for a purpose. But anyway, it's that time. We gotta we gotta call it quits. Yeah, I got to upload this tonight, you know what I mean? So I got to get all this stuff rendered, edited, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I do appreciate everybody joining me and having patience. Life gets in the way, so sometimes we can't get these things out on time. But we do look forward to them, and we do really enjoy them. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank you guys for joining us for episode number 159 of the Penboy Boy Pen Entertainment Podcast. I love you guys. Be well. Be safe. Stay
1: inky.